Welcome to episode two, Frequency is the Key, insight into adaptation hacking. Welcome to the Run Smarter podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, and smarter runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm the guy to reach out to when you've finally decided enough is enough with your persistent running injuries. I'm a physiotherapist, the owner of the Breakthrough Running Clinic, and your podcast host. I'm excited to bring you today's lesson and to add to your ever-growing running knowledge. Let's work together to overcome your running injuries, getting you to that starting line and finishing strong. So let's take it away. guys welcome back to episode two of the season one where we go through the universal principles to overcome any running injury and it's brought out by my ebook and in this season we go through every chapter so last week we had i shouldn't say last week because we're not doing week things anymore are we last episode where we went through um adaptation education And we talk about the underlying principles of adaptation, why it's so important, and it's chapter one in the ebook. So if you've just jumped into episode two and haven't listened to episode one, what the hell is wrong with you? Go back, listen to the first episode. I talk a a bit about the purpose of the podcast, why I've started the podcast, what the future kind of looks like for the podcast, um, a bit about myself, a bit about my qualifications and why I'm so interested in this topic. And yeah, I'm really excited. So I actually just recorded episode one um, an hour ago. Um, Super excited, went for a run, came back and now I'm recording episode two, just bringing up my dot points of what we're going to discuss today. I have realized that now that I'm talking on a lot more of these episodes, as opposed to the last podcast, I have to do a lot more editing, which is a bit more time consuming. But when compared to interviewing someone for 40, 45 minutes, like my last podcast, I think the time spent kind of balances out. Okay, the title of today's episode, Frequency is the Key, Insight into Adaptation Hacking. What do we mean by that? We're talking about um, how often you run. So frequency is how many times a week you run. Someone might run once a week. Someone might do five, six times a week. Um, And what that means to your body and how it adapts. I'm going to assume you already know about the benefits of adaptation and what it is about because you've listened to the previous episode. So let's dive into the ebook, chapter two. Um, let's see what injury prone Pete's up to. Let me just pull up the chapter. So as we left off last time, um, Pete was feeling quite good about himself. He just started running and he was adapting. He was getting a better steady state. His breathing was under control and was starting to feel really good. So for the first six weeks of running, injury-prone Pete was amazed at his level of progress. He was even starting to think about changing his name to Top Performance Pete. He was running twice a week at a moderate yet challenging pace and distance. Um, He was still seeing improvements, but noticed the rate of progression was starting to plateau. He was asking his running friends for tips and they mentioned following a running app to follow. P set the goal of 5Ks and the app designed a running program for him. The distance Pete needed to achieve his first run was very conservative. However, it instructed him to run five days per week. 
instead of his current two days per week. Injury-prone Pete decided to commit and throughout the plan started seeing hasty gains. Within five weeks, he'd achieved his 5K goal. As I'm reading the, this ebook, I notice um, there's a few spelling errors and things like that. <laughs> um, when I publish things and when I design programs and podcasts and things like that, I, I've been told in the past to put out B plus work. You know, if you try and get to A plus and try and make it perfect, nothing's ever going to get done. It's never, ever going to be perfect. If you put out B plus work, it's still really good work. Um, you're not spending painstaking time going through it all and sifting through and a lot more gets done. You're a lot more productive. So uh, that's why you might see a couple of um, spelling errors in there. But what's happened here? So um, if we were to visualize that graph, I was describing last episode with the load that Pete goes through and whether he's hitting that adaptation zone. If you remember, if you get into that adaptation zone often, then the max line, that max line at the top, if you exceed that, you start getting injured. That max line starts to increase and so that you're able to tolerate more load, the tissues in the body are able to sustain more of that load, they're more robust without getting injured. And so within this graph, we see Pete go through his twice a week routine and that max line starts to slowly increase. But then we see that frequency of five times a week throughout the graph and that max line starts to elevate more quickly. He's still hitting that adaptation zone with all of his runs, but they're just more frequency. So he's spending more time in that adaptation zone. So let's go back to the chapter. Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign-up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. Lesson two, the body will adapt faster if you're doing lower intensity efforts more frequently. If you max out in a session, your body will take two to three days to recover. In contrast to a runner who doesn't push themselves to complete exhaustion, but still reaches their zone of adaptation more often will make quicker improvements. Experienced athletes will have a five or six day training program with one to two days rest. The bulk of their training will consist of lower intensity running with the ability to maintain a comfortable conversation with someone while running. Let's revisit the adaptation graph to see this new concept. Less frequent stress is elevating our adaptation zone slowly, but it isn't until more frequent sessions are included that adaptation zone and the max line quickly elevates. So not only is the maximum line increasing, but the adaptation zone is also increasing. So a runner who goes for a 5K run will reach that adaptation zone. However, if you're an ultra marathon runner and you're doing 150, 200Ks a week, you go for a 5K run and it's not going into your adaptation zone. If anything, it's in that zone of minimal adaptation. You're not exceeding that minimal adaptation line. So this is how you get stronger. This is why you get stronger. If someone's in the gym and they're used to bench pressing 100 kilos, if they go to bench press 10 kilos, they're not going to get stronger. If anything, they're probably going to slowly start getting weaker. But someone who's quite frail or new to the gym 
would do 10 kilo chest press and they'll feel sore the next day, just their regular DOMS muscle soreness, which is required to allow the muscle to get stronger. I hope that makes sense. So that's chapter two, just working out the importance of the frequency and slowly building up the tissue tolerance. Did you know you can jump on a free 20-minute physio chat with me to see if you are on the right track with your rehab and running endeavors? This is a free service as part of today's sponsor, the Run Smarter Physiotherapy Clinic, which is my own clinic where I help treat runners both in person and all over the world with online physiotherapy packages. I always encourage runners to invest in their own knowledge first, but sometimes it's nice to have a helping hand and a second opinion. So I'd love to jump on board as your coach and physio if you require tailored assistance. Just head to runsmarter.online to see your available options. Once again, if you're still unsure if physiotherapy is right for you, we can schedule a free 20-minute injury chat with me, which you can find as a button on my website or in the podcast show notes. This will take you to my online calendar and you can book in a time. If you're finding it hard to visualize, we do have the ebook. It is on the Facebook group. Um, there is a link there. If you're not on Facebook, I am on Instagram and you can contact me and I can send you the link. But let's look at a real world example of the benefits of frequency and this adaptation hacking. If you have a runner who's just starting to run and they are training twice a week, but they're really maxing themselves out. They're really going for it. They're working hard. They're, they've got a good muscle soreness the next day, which is just a part of rebuilding. They're not injured, but their muscles are just sore and recovering. It's going to take a couple of days for that muscle to recover. Let's just say when I started running, my calves are really sore. Um, I was probably running a bit too quickly and I really needed those days to recover. If you were to take the same runner, and instead of pushing themselves at a pace and a distance where they're sore the next day, if you were to just do really conservative running, slow jogging, maybe breaking it up with some jog and some walks, they're not going to feel as sore the next day. Yes, they didn't work out as hard, but the next day they feel refreshed, they can go again, and they're still performing. They're still getting into that adaptation zone, but they're able to recover and do it more frequently. Over time, their body's going to adapt a lot quicker. Their joints are going to be able to respond to more load. The muscles will slowly get stronger, quicker. Your cardiovascular system, your aerobic fitness, that will all improve a lot quicker. And you're just building a really good base, which brings me to that analogy that I was talking about last episode with our iceberg. You want to try and get your iceberg as big as you can to have a really nice, robust foundation. So if you were, if you had the power to control what environment that iceberg goes in, what conditions would you make? Would you have really big waves that knock around the iceberg and can have, can break off pieces or cause damage to your iceberg? Would you have little trickles of waves that just knock the iceberg a little bit? Or would you have the right height of wave that can knock against the iceberg gently trickle down that water and then that water becomes ice iceberg becomes bigger but if you could control the height of the waves how often would you control the frequency of the waves would you have a wave come across every 10 minutes would you have a wave come across every hour or would you have a gently colliding with the iceberg getting bigger 
And once that trickle of water becomes ice, having another wave gently crash into the iceberg and have more water trickling down, more ice forming. If you had to decide if you could have the power to control that environment, what conditions would you give it? Going back to injury-prone Pete, if we're looking at the waves twice a week compared to waves five times a week that aren't big enough to crash and damage the iceberg, you can see that that iceberg is going to grow a lot quicker. We can also apply this to an injured structure. So let's just say you have a sore knee. If you've overdone things, the knee gets sore around the kneecap region. We get into this in we get into further detail in later lessons and later episodes. But just to apply this lesson a little bit differently, if you can find your adaptation zone for the knee without irritating it, applying that load more frequently throughout the week as opposed to once or twice a week will allow that structure to get better quicker. It gets a little bit tricky with injured sites because you need to find the right level of adaptation, but the principles still apply. I also realize how long these episodes are going for. (laughs) Hopefully you don't mind... um, listening to me for 15 minutes. It's a it's a lot different from what I'm used to. Let's go back to these dot points. Uh, so I want you to reflect on your own running. Reflect how often you usually run, how often you are maxing out and doing really hard sessions compared to how often you're still meeting that adaptation zone, but feel refreshed, feel like you're not overdoing things and can perform again the following day. How often are you training in your adaptation zone? Once you're injured, how often do you train those structures within that adaptation zone? It might all seem a little bit confusing at the moment, but uh, we cover this particularly with um, principle nine. We cover this in a little bit more detail with an injury. Most runners that have a really good structured uh, running plan, they spend about 80%, almost 85% of their time running and they can comfortably have a conversation with people. That's the sort of intensity that they're running at. So that's just building up a really good foundation. Um, They do have 20 to 15% of their sessions maxed out where they're either doing a time trial or a quick interval session. Um, It's not as frequently as you might think. And they do have recovery days after that, but it's just training the body to compete, which they'll do a bit more frequently as a race or something approaches. But just keep in mind that even the best runners, they're doing most of the bulk running at that sub-maximal level, still reaching that adaptation zone, but a comfortable talking intensity. So yeah, I hope all of that makes sense. I've got a little dot point here just um, just to summarize the episode, but I think I've covered it. I'll just be repeating myself, but just make sure that you're frequency is at the right amount for you okay the more frequently you do it at lower sessions the body will adapt quicker next episode we're going in to um, talk a bit more about stress management so stress science and mechanical quantification so a little bit more technical but very very important this is going to apply for every single running injury that you have Um, so it's best that you understand it comprehend it and can apply it in your own running there we have it episode two done and dusted um I might even keep the ball rolling and start recording uh, episode three because uh, I feel like I'm on a bit of a roll here. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Bye for now. Thanks once again for listening. To take full advantage of the knowledge you are building, you need to download the Run Smarter app. 
This contains all of my free access podcast episodes, written blogs, and ebooks, along with my paid video courses, all neatly housed into categories for you to easily navigate through and find content you're interested in. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for links to the podcast Facebook group and links to learn more about becoming a podcast patron who contribute five Aussie dollars per month to get inner circle VIP access, including an invitation into the exclusive patron Facebook group and a complete back catalog of patron only podcast episodes, which you can access within the app. Also on the app, you can even find a link that takes you to my online physio clinic where I assess and treat runners from all over the world. So I can be on standby if you ever need one-on-one physiotherapy assistance. Once again, thank you for listening and becoming a Run Smarter Scholar. And remember, knowledge is power.